0: Hello, and thank you for joining us on our Fort Road Victory Church podcast. If you'd like to learn more about us or get connected, please head to our website at frvc.ca. Now on with the sermon. Hey, good morning, everyone. Thank you again for tuning in. Pastor Paul here. Uh, Week 10 going into now, and I guess uh, we've either settled in or we're really getting frustrated and we really wanted to be able to meet, but unfortunately the restrictions for our churches are still very tight. And so we've decided as a leadership that we're going to wait a bit longer and see if they're going to loosen up, which we're hoping and praying that they will. But in the meantime, this is what churches now become too, an online presence, which I'm hoping you'll be able to To take in during the week if you're not joining with us on Sunday there are other programs that we do offer throughout the week and so I'm hoping that you are taking advantage of that and again let us know keep in contact I mean we've got people phoning to make sure everybody's okay and that we've got connections with people but if you would like a phone call if you need a phone call let us know comment and we would love to get together with you Uh, today I want to do something which is a little bit different I want to call a fast a seven-day fast during this week. I know we're coming up to Pentecost Sunday next week and here we are waiting still and we've chosen to wait and God knows that we're waiting. We know that the curve has already been flattened but somehow that's still not good enough and so we're going to be waiting for a while and again like I said God knows we're waiting. God knows all of this. He's not been surprised by the shutdown, by all the restrictions. So I think there's a real purpose for us as a church to be in this position so I want us to just really go into a time of prayer and fasting and so uh, we've got zoom prayer on Monday night so tomorrow night please join us and come and pray with us but throughout the rest of the week plan on fasting one two you know three days whether you want to go for the whole seven days but but take some time and fast and pray and, and use it as an opportunity to ask God, God, what's going on? What are we doing? What's happening? What can I do? What is it that you want to do in me during this time of waiting? And so skip a meal, skip media if you can't do meals, but skip one or two meals a day and let's just trust God. He, he sustained us already through these nine weeks. He will continue to sustain us. He will continue to give us all that we need. Here's the thing about waiting. Our Western society, that we live in, we operate on this concept of waiting and reward, don't we? If we quit before you know we get the reward, then there is no reward. And even if you go all the way through and quit right before that reward period happens, you've got nothing. Now, here's the thing on top of that, we applaud people who are movers and shakers the go-getters the doers the ones that who that, that uh, don't want to wait but you know the, there's gonna be those other ones who just feel like well they just want to wait and watch for things to happen but we know that when christ ascended to heaven he had a meeting with the disciples in which he promised to them you will receive power when the holy spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses here locally and to the ends of the earth but prior to these words he said something very important which i want to touch on today i've told today the message is called the they chose to wait on God and really that's what the disciples decide to do. Go to Acts chapter 1 verses 4 and 5 in your Bibles with me and, and let's read it says, and while staying with them he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem but to wait for the promise for the, of the Father which he said you heard from me for John baptized with water but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Jesus knew exactly what was going down In their hearts and deep down inside of them in their minds and he knew that right now there was so much fear that they were motivated by fear that they were probably paralyzed with fear even though he'd already shown himself I mean he saw the doubts that they carried into the tomb on Resurrection Sunday we saw that the doubts were still pressing Thomas a week after the fellow disciples had already told him we saw Jesus he's resurrected do you ever wonder what causes you to quit even when you're invested so much of yourself and maybe even your resources during this waiting period i mean it's it's an opportunity for us to really to 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 be tenacious and to persevere but some people you know even after i I look at the story with the disciples even after they had been with them and they had lived with them and and they watched him die on the cross and even after they'd heard that he was going to come back they still had this well is he really and then when they saw him is he really alive is that really him and yet for a lack of a better word, we, we seem to be the same way where we entertain this fear of the unknown. Well, what if it doesn't happen? What if all that we've been going through really has been for nothing? And I think God really wants to press the church into believing for more than that. And if Christ knew that this fear was in them, why else does it say that he ordered them not to depart Jerusalem? It wasn't just a suggestion or a statement. It was a direct order that he gave them. He ordered them to stay. They needed something more compelling than just what you think of staying he told them no you stay you stay and you wait i think it's interesting that he told 11 disciples to wait in jerusalem in the upper room but we know that in the upper room it turned into about 120 people how many people could there have been who were told about this period of waiting in the upper room. In my mind, I think maybe 150, maybe 300, maybe even 500. I mean, we, we know that there's power in numbers, but the majority couldn't see that far. So the power only came to 120. We know that there were more than 500 people that Jesus had appeared to after his resurrection and apparently about 380 were impressed but they chose not to continue to wait with the 120 why I don't know were they afraid they couldn't be bothered or they just thought well you know what we've seen him great now we want to go back and, and to our way of living it's almost like yay Jesus is alive hey what's for lunch and they're gone so we know that they were given this power as a result of waiting jesus knew that the disciples in themselves a personal will and determination wouldn't be enough for them to accomplish the great things for god think of it these were some people that were characterized These was the same people that were characterized by failures peter denied him um thomas doubted him the two brothers were jealous of each other and argued in front of jesus but they chose after jesus told them to wait they chose to press in but they still felt powerless and you know frankly they were a bit afraid of being let down again but they chose they made a decision they chose to wait on god but something drew them to believe to wait to put their hope into the promise that jesus referred to over and over the promise of the holy spirit it wasn't like some package being delivered by amazon or by fedex it, to them this was a complete mystery they didn't know what they were waiting for but they knew to wait after Jesus said, go wait, don't depart, but wait. So after hearing those words, they knew that whatever it was that they didn't know was going to be something good. So now bring it back to us today to hear today we're waiting for this annual day of Pentecost and Pentecost literally means 50 days, 50 days after Passover. And in the Old Testament, it was 50 days after the exodus of the Israelites from the land of Egypt. Mark the Jewish festival of the festival of weeks and Pentecost marks the day that the law was given through Moses on Mount Sinai. The day that the Lord God made a covenant with his people and showed his power from that mountain and gave us the Ten Commandments. Correlation for us today? Well it marks the day that God showed up as Holy Spirit and made covenant with us. Came in power upon the 120 followers in the upper room marking the birth of the church. You know what, it reminds me, it reminds us that that God's fellowship and his power is now available to all who will repent of their sins and are baptized and continue to follow and obey him. Pentecost happened because God wanted redemption and salvation to go outside the boundaries of the Jewish nation. It happened so that we could be here today, thousands of years later. You know what, and although the Holy Spirit is already here, isn't it ironic think about this isn't it ironic that the church is in this position of waiting for something to happen possibly around the time of Pentecost again I don't know I'm just throwing it out there maybe it's nothing but let me tell you something in God's kingdom nothing happens by accident because our God is a master designer he's an intelligent designer he's the author of everything that we've gone through he's the author of everything that's been created so I tend to think that there's something that we are really need to press in and wait for. So waiting, what does that even look like? Before you wait, here's one thing. You need to know why you're waiting, right? Pentecost is all about reaching the world. It wasn't about getting all this power. Yes, that's, that's important, but it was about reaching the world, spreading the gospel, the good news of salvation and bringing people into faith of Jesus Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit if you thought it was something more you missed it Pentecost isn't for us as believers to all of a sudden show how powerful we are as a Christian no it's to show the world that Jesus Christ offers salvation to anyone who believes to anybody who is willing to believe and to come to that knowledge of salvation so now the disciples are told to wait remember the church began thousands of years ago with waiting and like I said today we find ourselves waiting Again, maybe you don't see the parallel because we have the Holy Spirit already, but you know what? I'm going to remain hopeful that sometime in this next week or so, something incredible is going to happen. Waiting on God. That's what we're doing. You know what? It's not as simple as waiting for a bus or waiting for your bread to rise or waiting for a package in the mail. You know, There's a level of obedience that is required for all of us if we're going to wait on God. The disciples were told to wait. And earlier I said in that command to wait, it reached those who were outside of the 11 disciples because we know 120 people were gathered in the upper room, not just 11. Uh, There was 120 people that experienced the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Again, let's go back to the math. 500 people were were appeared to by Jesus. Obviously, 380 felt that it wasn't important to wait on God. Were they followers? Yeah, I truly believe that they were followers. But for some reason, personally, obviously, they chose not to follow through, not to stay and wait. Ultimately, they chose to disobey. You know, and often we think the simple act of obedience for a follower of Christ is merely a choice, an option. Like whether or not you want coleslaw or, or potatoes, you know, uh, whether you want chicken or beef. And we don't look at it as a serious condition that, that God places on us in order to receive a promise or a blessing that's directly from him. And throughout my life and, 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 and lives of other people, we tend to make it look like an option that is, well, either one is okay. But in this case, God said, no, wait, because waiting results in a promise that I've given for you that I want for you to have. Now I can't imagine what the other 380 people must have felt like when they found out how power was just poured upon the 120 people. You know, here's the thing. Disobedience has its reward. You miss out. You can only imagine what it would have been like if you had made the choice to be obedient. And frankly, that's what those 380 people had to do. We hate waiting. Who likes waiting we act impulsively we buy stuff that we don't want to wait for to go on sale so we go get it right now you know we hate waiting at a stoplight when you know why does it have to be stopped why is it so long why do we have to wait for the other lane we hate you know when pedestrians have to cross and we want to make either right or left hand turn how about waiting at a store for the person in front of you that's six feet a- ahead of you and it feels like they're taking all day to check out at the counter waiting for your computer to install updates we don't like waiting we're not a people here in Western in the Western world to wait and to to look at it as a virtue we're in our minds waiting almost comes to nothing waiting seems like it's unproductive waiting puts the onus on another party but that's not who we are we want to get going we want to do stuff we want to make phone calls we have got schedules to stick to we've got to make money we've got to make life happen but Jesus made it clear. I want you to wait. But in our minds, it translates to, I want you to do nothing. But that's not waiting on God. Waiting on God begins with what we tend to consider as inefficient work, which is what? Prayer. This is waiting on God, listening and conversing with the master planner, recognizing that we were first called into a relationship with him not just to go and do things for him, not just to go and, and take on assignments for him, but to be in a relationship constantly with him. A lot of times we look at prayer as a time to ask, a time to, to get something, a time to get our next assignment so we can go on, as, as, as opposed to maybe it's a time to just to get to know God and to just be in his presence and j- enjoy it. Really, that's what prayer is. It's cultivating that relationship through communication. Had they not waited on God, they could have done some evangelism sure i'm sure they they had enough in themselves to to do some evangelism but compared to the three thousand that were saved in one day baptized in one day probably not likely right here's the thing we say thy kingdom come and thy will be done and then we don't spend the time to allow god all the liberty to do as he pleases in us so that his kingdom and his will would be done first First of all, in us, and then in whatever way he chooses. So remember, the disciples were met with harsh local opposition when this happened. Not universal acceptance, right? These men were drunk with wine. They were criticized. Just because we pray God's kingdom and his will to be done. Remember, it's not going to be met with universal acceptance. It's going to be met with opposition. But will we be able to stand in that face of that opposition and realize that the results no matter what are going to be up to god you know what at times i can honestly say i've just crumbled in the face of any kind of opposition because i haven't really come to the grips of with that fact that it's god's work that i'm doing not mine and if it's god's work it's going to be god's results so after the disciples had spent 10 days in prayer They were at this resolve where we're not going to disband at the remarks of the opposition. They came at us, but we're not going to disband. They spent that time in prayer and it strengthened that resolve in them that God was with them, that God had appointed them, that God chose them, that they knew that the message they had was to get out there and it was going to be worth the opposition that they were going to face. Let me tell you one thing. If we don't have time to seek God in prayer, then think about this you and i are busier than god had intended for us to be let me say that again if you and i don't seek the time to pray and to talk to god if we say we don't have time if we make that a last priority if we don't have to if we don't fit it into our schedule then seriously we're way too busy we're busier than god ever intended us or created us to be right? If we're attending to God, listening to his voice, waiting on his presence, then he gives us this ability to resist any kind of temptation to think or assume that whatever we've got figured out is the way that God wants things accomplished. We'll know exactly how God wants to do things. If we tend to God and ask him what is it, what is it that you want me to do? What is it that I'm supposed to be accomplishing? So waiting on God reminds us that number one, God is uncontrollable and uncontainable. We can't use them for our own purposes and our personal gains. Remember this, we haven't chosen him. He chose you and I. So what happens when we wait on God? It's well, well beyond getting our needs and our, and our wants met. We have to come to this simple yet profound realization. God is God so that we don't have to be God or play God. It's an assurance for us knowing that he has everything in control. That's why we say not my will, but yours. And you know, at times when we pray that and we we, we say that statement, it sounds so trivial, so petty and impersonal, but really waiting on God means that we don't lose who we are. We don't lose our identity. We become who we were meant to be. We're reminded of who we are. We're holy. We're chosen. We're a royal peace priesthood. We're, We're unique. We're beloved. And guess what? We are equipped with his power. So the choice to wait on God brought this unity of mind and purpose. It took 10 days for 120 people to get rid of their agendas and their personal stakes for any kind of recognition. It took 10 days to rid themselves of trying to prove to each other who was better, who was more spiritual. It took 10 days of waiting on God to achieve this like-mindedness that they needed in order for the power to be poured upon them because Honestly, they were all unique personalities, but God wanted them to be all of one mind and purpose and the results, come on, let's let's face it, they're nothing short of miraculous. One last thing why I think it's important for us this year to, to really seek God and to wait on him during this last week before Pentecost, let me explain this, you know, when the first church was birthed, it was an anomaly. It was weird. It was strange and it was met with huge opposition. People wanted them silenced. Now. Fast forward to thousands of years later, we, the church, you and I, we can sit side by side with the unchurch, and not be met with any sort of opposition. We live in a culture where basically, whether you're a follower of Christ or not, sometimes there doesn't seem to be a difference. In fact, there's more similarities. Now, I don't know about you, but that bothers me. That bothers me for the fact that why am I not different? You know, I can declare the name of Christ but it doesn't put me at odds with anyone. You know, thousands of years later, the church has found a really comfortable place in the Western world that doesn't bring any kind of disrespect to Christians, but on the, the, on the same, you know, level, it doesn't make much of a difference like it did back in the early days. I don't know about you, but that bothers me. That's something that we need to think about that. Why, you know, thousands of years later, the church ah christians now ah, take him love him or leave them. well back then they didn't want them around but all of a sudden we've gotten a little comfortable and i really believe that god is using this time right now to get us uncomfortable to get us to wait on him to get us to to really look at our motive to get us to really understand why are you in this in the first place i mean salvation is great but God wants to get his message of salvation out and you and I are carriers of that message and we have to take that seriously. So I want us for this next week to, to pray for a change in you and I, in yourself. You know, and I don't mean for you to become obnoxious and and repulsive and and get attention by standing on the corner and and preaching on an apple box. No, I think we can remain loving and peaceful, but remember that there's a message that is inside us, a message of hope that needs to get out to people who are still uncertain, people that are still afraid, people that are still very fearful of what's going on. We have a message of hope. We have this message of, 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 of joy and that, and and salvation that is wanting to be shared to everybody that we can we can meet and we can you know be an, uh, an effective witness to so this week let's pray you know if waiting on God resulted in the disciples turning the world upside down for Jesus then think about what waiting on God might do for the church now because we do we need it and I really absolutely believe that there's a reason why all this happened So again, pray with me this week. We have zoom fast this week, whether it's one, two meals a day, whether it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven days that you choose to do it, do something. Look at, really look at yourself and say, could I use this? I think we could all say, yes, we could. Could I use more power? Could I use God showing me something about myself that I've never really recognized before? I think your answer is yes. I hope you're encouraged, and I, I really pray that you would join us in prayer and join us hopeful, watching and praying that God is going to do something in the next couple of weeks. Would you bow your heads with me and pray? Father, I thank you. You've designed all of this, all that the church is experiencing right now. You didn't bring the virus, but you're allowing this to be a part of your design, and you're allowing this waiting period to be something that we would latch on to, something that we would become hopeful for our future, for the future of the church, for those loved ones who need to hear the message of salvation, for those who need to turn away from their old ways or their ways that that keep uh, turning them away from you, that they would recognize that you love them so much, that you are using us, the church, to share this message so we're going to wait lord god we believe that something good is going to happen to this church the big c church the 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 worldwide body of christ that for some reason this is a turning point for us and we hang on to it and we believe for it in jesus name amen if you've been watching lately and you know god's stirring in your heart and maybe you don't think you're a christian and you know that you don't believe but yet something has been stirring in your heart lately I pray that you would receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. It's so easy. Admit that you're in need of a Savior. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ that He came, He died, He rose again, He paid the price for all of your wrongdoing so that you could have eternal life with Him in eternity and confess Him as your Lord and Savior. You've been listening to these messages and I hope they've been doing something but encouraging you, especially in these days, to really seek something more than just surviving. I think we're living in an incredible time that we can do more than just survive so I pray that you would receive Jesus Christ and I pray that you would get to know him after this message please stay tuned on Facebook live under Fort Road Victory Church my wife pastor Shelly and I were gonna come back and we're gonna discuss some of this stuff and we're gonna challenge you and we're gonna ask you for your prayer requests and we're gonna say hey what do you think do you think it's a coincidence that the church is in lockdown, is in a place right now where we can't meet in a building, but the church has not been stifled. The church still has a message to send out, and we are the church. So think about that, and let's discuss it. God bless you. Have a great day. Well, we hope you got a lot out of today's sermon. If you'd like to connect with us, please feel free to check out our website at frvc.ca. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Have a great day, everyone.